Michelle Cummins, and myself, Curtis Pope. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Curtis. I could see you. You're I, bigger than life right I'll now. Put Take the glasses off. Nobody needs to see this up close and personal. <laughs> I would just... <laughs> no, better to see you with. Oh, there we go. Uh, Curtis, okay, you went to some open houses last week. I did. Me and my wife went out and checked a couple out, and one of them was amazing. The uh, the real estate agent actually told us that uh, he'd had like 40 families come through it. Wow. And was expecting multiple offers that afternoon. Wow. Yeah, yeah it is happening. And uh, just yesterday, I had multiple offers on a listing of mine, and one of them was a cash subject free offer. So that is starting to happen. I heard from a realtor a few days prior from Maple Ridge that she had one of those, and I'm like, oh my goodness. So it's starting to to get really busy. And I've heard even like you know we talked about how grow ops can be tough to sell former grow ops, and uh, and you were telling me that you have one of those that the, like the phone's been going like nuts. Oh, crazy! <laughs> I mean, I can't stop. My phone just never stops. <laughs> right? This one has been really, really busy. And yeah, former, even remediated grow ops, yeah. right? They are very hard to get financing for. So banks usually want 50% down on those. So even even still, there has been a lot of buyers. And I pre-approve everyone. I I, I drill them with questions after the property, talk to them about the property, and qualify them to see and and there's a lot of people out there that are that 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 was just fine which which is surprising because that's a lot to have to come up with right mm-hmm. but yeah but it is difficult in in some uh cases with those remediated grow ups so getting the mar- financing the market's getting a little hotter again it is yes and that's a good thing um, for sellers and good thing for buyers because i mean the interest rates have been dropping with the whole coronavirus and everything happening globally and trades and everything. So that has had effect on everything. So um, it's a good time to buy. Plus buyers realize the prices aren't really coming down anymore. And later on in the show today, we're going to talk about the effect of pricing and how it's changing uh, globally and right in our own backyards and our own pocketbook. Everything uh, grows, everything goes up in value. And we actually have uh, Doug Grimson is here as a representative of Hub Commercial. He's a commercial account executive and and we're going to talk with him about a huge issue that's been all over the news and everyone is, I've got tons of calls on it and questions about it. And I thought this is a good time, have a professional on here who can really speak for the, the insurance companies and knows exactly what's happening rather than all the um, naysayers and all the, uh, you know, the sky is falling with that, the news uh, offer. So anyways, we're going to talk about that. We're going to get to know uh, firsthand kind of what that's looking like as far as the insurance uh, rates for strata. Okay. Okay, so that's that's that issue that we'll talk about later on. But, you know, yesterday was Valentine's and, you know, any time to celebrate is every day should be a day to celebrate. So, it's like have Christmas every day, have Valentine's every day. Why not? Why not? But that would mean uh, you know, making breakfast in the morning every every morning and, you know, doing these things that we don't normally do, taking time for others and actually loving others and caring about others. I was asking um, a couple friends, I was just like, you know, what do guys like, um, you know, for Valentine's? It's, you know, it's different for females and males, I, I would think. And uh, I, it was surprising a couple of the answers. One was like breakfast in bed, not breakfast in bed, sorry, breakfast made for them, but not in bed. That's right. The other party was like, but not in bed. And like, we, I would love it in bed, right? But <laughs> men, maybe not so much in bed. Um, breakfast, that is. And so, you know, all these different things that you can do. But what I've been seeing uh, all over social media has been 
these cute hearts with really thoughtful sayings on them, like stuck to the doors and, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, you're strong, you know, just personality traits to uplift and, and love the other party that your your loved one. I just thought that was wonderful. Social media, you see all these things and, and it encourages you. Anyways, what's what's your tradition that you do, Curtis, well, for really Valentine's? Well, really being married to me every day is Valentine's Day. <laughs> I mean, what more can my yeah, wife yeah. ask for? <laughs> she loves you. <laughs> right now, she's at home rolling her eyes going, really? Really? Um, I just, you know, try to, you know, we usually try to go out for a nice dinner uh, is one of the things we've we've always tried to do. I mean, we've been together for <clears throat> 26 years. So, you know, we uh, we usually try to get out for, a, for a, you know, leave the kids at home. And What's one of your favorite restaurants to go to? Um, anyone that will, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to eat. I don't really, you know, it's funny. We don't really have a, a favorite restaurant. We love to go for sushi. We love to go for, uh, you know, st- stuff like that. We like to go... Uh, um, to uh, some of the breweries and have flights of beer, mm. stuff like that too. So yeah, not really like steak and lobster every time. Like no, not, like- I mean I, I I'm not against that, but uh, <laughs> no, we don't have a, a particular tradition of where we go. Just keep it flexible. Yeah, exactly. Keep it mm, tra- not traditional, but. We just, want to get the hell away. we just want to get the hell away from the kids for a couple hours. <laughs> That's, it. That's what it's about. <laughs> we got three teenagers in the house, all right? Yeah, we just true. want some peace and quiet. Uh, um, so I wa- one of the topics I wanted to talk about before we get into our other hot topic later on is actually, you, you've been seeing in the mail. Did you get yours, Curtis? Your uh, The notice in the mail, the action required, you know, the brown envelope. And you look at it, you see this bright blue writing, action required, and your heart jumps. Yes, because I thought, how much money and, w- and when do I need to pay it by? <laughs> exactly. It's the government, right? Yeah. <laughs> your heart jumps, skips a beat. Uh, and so everyone's been receiving these. If you're actually within the uh, area that uh, they have the speculation and vacancy tax. Mm-hmm. So it's an annual uh, tax requiring all property owners in the taxable regions to complete their declaration. And I wanted to make sure everyone knows it is really important to go online and fill it out before March 31st. Don't wait. Just do it now. Don't go, oh, I have until March 31st. Plenty of time. If you forget, they will charge you 2% of your assessed value and you're not going to be a happy camper then. No. So please uh, declare. And declare. the other thing about that is you can get your money back, but it could take years is what exactly. I was reading. Exactly. So you don't want to screw that one up. Yeah. The government uh, is like a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> so even it's if they analogy. owe you money... It, yeah, it will but take if you a while money, to cross the street. <laughs> <laughs> Curtis, okay, last week I had asked you yes. a question. Yes. And it was. And I ignored you, didn't I? Yes, you did. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm sure everybody's wondering what your favorite joke is. My, you my never answered. Joke. Well, I guess it's going to be a favorite joke I could say on the radio, first and foremost. Yeah, let's keep that yeah. to the um, radio. No, it's, it's an old <laughs> joke uh, and prefaces a bit that um, when I was about 10 years of age, uh, there was the first baseball game ever played at BC Place. And I got to go to that with my dad. And uh, they had a special appearance by the one and only Bob Hope. No way. And so he got up and, you know, stole a few jokes, of course, and stuff, and waved at the crowd and stuff. And, and he told this joke, and it's a stupid joke, but it still makes me laugh. And basically he said, you know, a, a grasshopper walks into a bar. The bartender says, hey, we got a drink named after you. Grasshopper looks up and goes, you got a drink named Steve? 
<laughs> oh, golly. I, I know it's bad. It's dumb. But it still <laughs> makes me laugh. Bob Hope's joke. Yeah. And you remember it to this day. Yeah. It was like 30-odd oh, years ago uh, when they did that first pitch at BC oh, Place. that's hilarious. But yeah. And I, it's just been my go-to bad joke forever. Okay. That is really bad. <laughs> Grasshopper, Steve. Yeah. You got a drink named Steve. Yeah. We do now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bob Hope always reminded me of my grandpa. He totally did. Like, they look alike. They act alike. Oh, it's awesome. Okay, I got a um, real estate joke. Oh, okay, real estate joke. Okay, I'm looking forward Would to this. Like Hopefully to it, it doesn't go over my head. <laughs> okay, the sky is over your head. Okay, okay, this is about, like, a job interview. Okay. A new agent walks into a realtor's office for an interview. It says here you quit your, I'm looking at the resume, right? It says here you quit your last job selling duct tape after only three months. Why did you quit? They say, I just couldn't stick with it. Oh, (laughs) but you know, that is so true with a lot of realtors because they don't understand how hard it is to be a realtor and and what it takes. 17,000 real estate agents in the lower mainland. But they (laughs) they all, they they drop their licenses and then more people, it's because they, there's so many new licensees, but there's a lot of people who are dropping their licenses as well. And I know it's an interesting field. Like you have people that that do like, they'll do like one house for friends and stuff, but they're still licensed and they do it extremely yeah, part time. Yeah. They just hang their license yeah. and, and it's there, yeah. but they may only sell one or two a year. Yeah. Maybe if yeah. that. And they just kind of do it job. as a part time side <laughs> job. And, and you got people that are, you know, like you that are full time rock stars and everything in between. Our guest is a rock star actually. Well, yeah, he's got the hair for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah really cool hair. <laughs> <Doug>. <laughs> uh, um, okay. Another uh, house joke. Okay. This is about house attire. Oh, we get two jokes Check today. Check this out. Uh, actually, I have three. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. I really, I really, uh, yeah. I, br- I brought it. I brought the goods. Okay. So house attire. What does a house wear? I don't know. A dress. Address. 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 Uh, Address. (laughs) (laughs) I do not tell jokes very well. Can you tell? Okay, but my last joke, because I can't help but not say it. Okay, the lightest building. Okay. What kind of building weighs the least? I don't know. Doug, do you have an answer? (laughs) He's afraid to answer, I think, (laughs) after that last joke. A, A lighthouse. A lighthouse. Woo, woo. Okay, that's a little better. <laughs> I'll give you that one. Okay, that <laughs> the was the middle fun. one. I don't know so much, but uh. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, you know. Um, in, in I have uh, my Instagram. I was doing this, um, or I did this post about my sister-in-law and brother-in-law. They mm-hmm. owned the IHOP in Langley, which is so yummy, and they're so good. I they're love so pancakes. Good. So good. So yeah, so I did a post and it, pancakes was on the post. And I, you know, shop local, check out the the IHOP in Langley, and and then a couple of days later, you you know, like Joanna Gaines, you know, follows yeah, obviously follows my Instagram, obviously, well, of course. And and all of a sudden, I think I inspired her because really? yes, because all of a sudden she did a post with pancakes for mm. her magnolia table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. and they're like side by side. Interesting. Yeah, it's really neat. Here, I'll show you. See? Because we can see it on the radio. See? Uh, the oh, that is very similar. Oh, yeah. Isn't it? Very close. Doug, see? That looks very yeah. um, similar to what you did. I inspired Joanna Gaines. And they haven't texted you yet trying to get on yet this week? or? 
Uh, no, I just gave them the heads up because, okay. yeah, I knew they would try. But um, right. I just said, you know, this week we've got Doug. We're talking insurance. Okay. Much more interest. Uh, sorry, it's uh, may be more interesting I to think some. So. so I don't know. I just I would love that. I know they would like to, but we'll have him on one day. Okay, well, <laughs> we have to get to our guest here, but we have to take a real quick break first. Okay. So uh, if people want to get in touch with you, because maybe they want to sell a house, they want to buy a house, so they have all kinds of questions, or maybe they want you to tell them a joke. <laughs> real what, estate jokes right what, here. What do they got to do? <laughs> MichelleCummins.ca. All right, we are back with more right after this. And here we are. We are back with segment number two of the Cummins Real Estate Group show with our star, Michelle Cummins, and myself, Curtis Pope. Now, we need one of your uh, famous introductions here for our guests. We've we've talked about him a little bit in his rock star hair, but now you got to introduce him. Okay. So, everyone, we have with us today Doug Grimson, and he is a rock star in the insurance business. He's actually a commercial account executive at Hub International and he has been in the business a really long time. He's actually done commercial insurance for, well, I won't say the years. Well, but since the 80s, and, he said. Imagine the 80s. Yes, yeah. you got it. Uh, so he knows his stuff. He's been through everything. And so before I have Doug um, uh, kind of uh, share his voice with us, uh, there is a few th- you know, new big news uh, things that have been out there. And as I said earlier, I've had a lot of questions about this with clients. A lot of people scared. Vancouver Sun is like BC Strata's on edge after reports of soaring insurance premiums. A CBC, how rising Strata insurance rates across BC could affect you and all of the, you know, the, the worry because it is worrisome. Uh, government needs to get involved. BC Strata's plea after what's happening, global news and all just Every single news channel and paper out there is is talking about it. You go online, you Google it, you'll see a lot of stuff out there. So, Doug, thank you so much, last minute, for coming on the radio show because it, this is really, really uh, timely, important, and I really appreciate your time, even though you got the short stick yes, of the yes, straw. Yes, yes, I did. Thanks for having me, by the way. But I got to tell you, uh, if if you knew how I sung, you would never, never call me a rock star. Uh, and there's anyone who knows me will say that's absolutely the truth. So, but you should go karaoke. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, the uh, insurance industry right now is going in general is going through a bit of a, a bit of a phase that we haven't seen uh, since the um, since 2001 when we were in a bit of a of a hard market then and. Uh, what I mean by that is um, insurance companies are, are raising their rates. Uh, they are going through their book of business, uh, calling it, you know, finding what's profitable for them and, and what isn't. And what isn't, they're getting out of. So we have to be really on our toes to know which which companies are approachable to, to write different, different risks. And, and it, it almost changes monthly. So... And this all happened because of so many insurance claims and the rising costs of construction. And can you kind of... Well, it's almost like a perfect storm. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, insurance companies, they need to make money. We all understand that because we, we, we want them to be, to be solid. We want them to be able to pay that claim when it, when it happens. So, so, uh, insurance companies make their money a couple of ways by, by, uh, charging more in premium than they hope to pay out in claims and by their investment income. But over the years, the vast majority of insurance companies spend way more in claims than they bring in in premium. So they have to make that up difference up 
by their investment income. And they are limited to what they can invest in. They can't, you know, go to Reno and see what, what they can make. So so uh, the investment income, as we've known, has been low for a number of years. Mm. So they've decided, and and it's not a new thing. You know, they try to raise rates, uh, and, and we as brokers beat them back as much as we can because that's what our clients do to us. So we try to, you know, pass that on. But they've, uh, they've just drawn the line in the sand, and they're saying, here's our rate either like it or lump it or go someplace else. So do you think that if there were rules where they could invest in better strategic ways that they would be able to to have more money to be able to pay out more claims without rising or raising the deductibles and the rates? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, to, to, to regulate that any further, I can't really comment on that. Um, that would probably take a lot of... A lot of uh, you know, thinking, a lot of change in thinking on a lot of people's uh, behalf. So, I mean, that's what we're that's what we're stuck with now. But I think I think it's important to to realize that that there's there's more and more responsibility uh, being put on our plate as a consumer to maybe look after uh, our property a little bit better. So um, maybe maybe not put in that claim as quickly as we as we may have in the past. And and condos, the, the I mean, the condominium market is huge in 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 BC. It's been very competitive over the years. Uh, when you look at what a what a what a the insurance premium on a condominium is charged, it is it is substantially less per square footage of what we would charge on a, on a regular house. Let's talk about real life scenarios that's happening right now. Like your own, you're in a high rise concrete building. They went up eight yep. percent. Your deductible, correct? Or no, your your rate. Our rate Sorry. Went up 8%. And what did your de- the deductible go up? Didn't change. It didn't change. And how about um, a family member of yours, I believe you said, or a friend uh, in Maple Ridge, and their building now do- can't ha- get insurance. And I know there's not a lot of cases like that, but there are a few. And even one building without being able to get insurance, their mortgage will default. And then what does that look like? So that's what I think everyone is really worried about. However, with your 8%, you know, not too bad if you can budget that, you know, annually. But, you know, in some cases, you were saying they've gone up 100%. 100 200 300 yeah. percent and and I think I and that's and that's the far end of the scale uh, typically it, it is not uncommon to see 25 30 percent 40 percent increase and and that's going to happen for the rest of this year for sure and uh, who knows next year but that you know you should be budgeting that and now that's at, your premiums what about your the deductibles, deductibles. so those have gone up fifty thousand a hundred thousand two hundred and fifty thousand yes is that correct yeah, uh, your your water damage deductible, your your uh, fire deductibles would be less, but it's just the water damage deductible, which is which is separate. One. Yeah, uh, they used to be not too many years ago, used to be twenty five hundred dollars, and then it went to five thousand and ten thousand, and I think I think you'll be seeing twenty five thousand and fifty thousand dollars deductible on on water escape damages, mm-hmm. very common. And it's normal for rates to go up in every sector of our lives every year. It's just appreciation. However, this is just a big jump all of a sudden. It's just hit everyone. Yeah, insurance rates really haven't gone up in the past few years. I mean, your premium's gone up, but that's because your building costs, like to replace your house or your your commercial building, the cost to replace those has gone up. So so therefore, your your premium's gone up. Uh, But the actual rate they charge per hundred has not. 
except this year. Mm-hmm. It, it, and we've, as brokers, you know, we, you know, I guess it's our fault to a degree, you know, try to, you know, calm the waters over the years, say, oh no, rate's the same, you know, don't worry, you know, we can renew it, no problem. Uh, it's going to be up because, we, you know, your building's up three, three, four, five percent, whatever, and that's your rate, that's your premium increase. But the rate itself hadn't gone up but they are now. As realtors, we're putting in our contracts now for buyers purchasing anything strata is that they, it is subject to their insurance, uh, their approval of the ins- that they can get insured, number one, and two, that, that they can budget it, that they understand what it is, and that the deductible will be covered because the stratas can charge the whoever, the homeowner of the cause of the damage. The dishwasher just leaked six stories below. Now your insurance, you're going to have to pay the full deductible and being covered for that as well. So these are some of the things that we protect the buyers today uh, for, for that so that they can still purchase and, and move on. A couple things. Can you please define or explain the differences and if there's a difference to the rates between a high-rise concrete building to a framed condo building to townhouses? Because they're all strata, but they're different stratas. Right, right. Good, good question. The, your your um, your insurance rate certainly depends on the construction of the building. So your 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 fire resistive um, high rise is going to have a, a lower rate typically than your than your two or three story uh, townhouse or or uh, or strata. And and uh, with those with those uh, uh, water damage uh, water damage deductibles. If you claims make a difference too, like if you if you haven't had any water claims, they'll probably leave the deductible where it is. But if you have claims, then they're going to increase your deductible in most cases. And you're saying not all older buildings actually will get refused insurance. It's it's how they've maintained. So the insurance companies are looking: what's the piping like? What's the 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 electrical like? Like how have well have they maintained it? And that's where depreciation reports come into play. And every strata should have one because it 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 helps in every sense of the word in every way. Yeah, exactly. I, I wouldn't buy a I wouldn't buy a, a, a strata property without looking at that depreciation report. And you know, a lot of banks aren't even uh, approving mortgages for uh, stratas without depreciation reports. So it's starting to be a thing. It's a must. Yeah, and I know I know um, uh, some of the some of these uh, buildings that are that are even the old ones that are that are well maintained will could garner a better rate than a new building that isn't that that well maintained. But what you can do as well is is you could be you could be proactive and get involved with a with the uh, brokerage that can that can supply some kind of a risk management advice. So you can sit down with the with the board of directors or with the uh, with the strata management company and say, hey, listen, this is this is your insurance is coming up you've got your depreciation report that says you should do this you haven't done that or it, you know here's here's how to improve that um be be much more uh, cognizant of the fact that if you put in that that claim of a thousand dollars over the deductible isn't going to bode well so you have to have to really risk risk management is could be really important that's key in almost everything right it's really important in this case and i know that the government uh, they're talking about stepping in and and uh, cap uh, the loss assessments to like $50,000 potentially and uh, doing an addition of a standard definition of a strata unit and really bringing in, they're, they're talking about that. And usually when something major happens like this, the government does 
step in and try to calm the waters like they did when the market went crazy from 2015 to 17. Uh, they stepped in and made some changes and, and implemented that and it changed it. So most likely that will happen. But when it comes down to it, a little scary is uh, insurance, uh, how many insurance companies we have and how strong the insurance companies are and uh, banks, banks becoming insurance companies um, themselves, which don't know if that would be a good thing or not. Well, I would say no. Yeah. I mean, the banks have been trying to get in the business for, for, for years, um, and I don't think that's a good thing. It would reduce competition a lot, and, and uh, I don't think that's, and, that's healthy. And we need competition. Yeah. Competition is good. I just, just want to bring up another point that we, I, I, I kind of glossed over. Yes. When you, in, a, in a condominium, when your own, your own tenant, your own condominium policy, uh, you, you talked about it if there's some water damage from your unit and you're assessed a deductible. Yes. Now, you got to make sure that your individual policy is has an has an allowance high enough to pay that deductible yes. and so it just phone your broker and say hey what's what's my contingent assessment limit and uh because it might not it might not be enough yes and that's not just for buyers buying condos in strata right now but it's for those who live in existing ones for existing sure existing ones yeah, yeah very thank you for pointing that out we are coming pretty close to our time here michelle are we yeah uh okay so doug is there anything else you wanted to talk about before well, you know, I could probably talk about insurance for hours, but that would, guys, your eyes would glaze over even more oh. than they are now. So, <laughs> so if, if I guess um, you have a lot more information. So if uh, people wanted more information, uh, yeah, who, how do they reach out to you? Well, we have, Hub has offices all over BC. Okay. And, and we have capable staff in every office. Of course, my office is the most capable, but, but um, uh, no, you can phone any one of our offices, uh, whether it's to do with condominium or, or uh, 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 risk management, we can help you out in, in all those areas. Okay. All right. And Michelle, if people want information about you and what you do, what do they got to do? Um, oh, yeah, that website would be Cummins. I mean, Michelle, Cummins.ca. <laughs> really? After all this time, you forgot your own website address? It happens. It does happen. I get it.